the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. He went in and said to her, Rejoice, so highly favoured, the Lord is with you. She was deeply disturbed by these words and asked herself what this greeting could mean. But the angel said to her, Mary, do not be afraid. You have won God's favour. Listen, you are to conceive and bear a son and you must name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and his reign will have no end. Mary said to the angel, But how can this come about since I am a virgin? The Holy Spirit will come upon you, the angel answered and the power of the Most High will cover you with its shadow. And so the child will be holy and will be called Son of God. Know this too, your kinswoman Elizabeth has in her old age herself conceived a son, and she whom people called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible to God. I am the handmaid of the Lord, said Mary. Let what you have said be done to me. And the angel left her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. Are you excited? about Christmas. Not very loud, yes. <laughs> yeah, your laugh is louder than your yes. So I assume something brightening, something positive is going around. Well, it is one of these, one of those uh, very few occasions or few years that we have the fourth Sunday of Advent being on the 24th, which is the eve of Christmas, which leaves us with less than 24 hours for us to celebrate this great feast, the Nativity of Jesus Christ. And so that brings us double joy as we think about today's theme is love, tomorrow, when we celebrate Christmas, love will be at our doorstep. Jesus Christ, who is born, is God, who is loved. Now, today's readings gives us a very, very hopeful glimpse of what life is all about when it comes to the poor, the weak, the sinful, the vulnerable, being blessed by God. Blessings 
that are not just simple and small blessings, but blessings which are highly favoured, blessings that bring great joy, that redeem us even from our sinfulness. And in so doing, God owns us, God possesses us, and wants to bring us to eternal life. We have in the first reading of the account of how David, who is a sinful man, was also made an instrument of God. David, as we know, committed adultery, was unfaithful to God and his commandment, but yet David was a repentant person who wanted to build a house for God, who wanted to make God glamorous, who wanted to make God feel acknowledged. But the Lord has higher plans. God wants to make a house for David and his descendants instead. And so the passage underscores God's faithfulness, his commitment to establish a kingdom among us who are human and who are sinners. And despite David's imperfections, he is still made an instrument for God's mission. And in the line of David, this is where we see how Jesus will be born. Now, something to take note of. Now, going to the gospel, it takes us to this miraculous event where God chose two women who were simple, who were poor, who were unknown. They were just simple folks. Elizabeth and Mother Mary, of course. And in their state of simplicity, their life of ordinariness, God also made them instruments. Elizabeth was the one who gave birth to John the Baptist, who came to announce the Lord's coming, who came to baptize the people and to call them to repentance. Now, that is a great mission in itself, to be part of this plan of salvation. Mary, of course, without introduction, is the mother of Jesus. Without Mother Mary, we don't have Jesus. And Mary's involvement is her fidelity and faithfulness and her obedience when she said, yes. Yes in Latin, fiat, means authorization, means let it be done. And this permission is so important because if it was against Mother Mary's will to conceive Jesus, then nothing would have happened. There would be no Christmas. But that obedience simply was to surrender her will so that God would make her an instrument and God would continue to lift the mission of Jesus through the intercession of Mary. And until today, we can see in this church especially how so many people, the multitudes of people, would come and seek the intercession of Mother Mary, knowing that with Mother Mary's intercession, 
there is a God, there is a Jesus out there whom we can later on associate ourselves with, that we can later on get to know and live in a deeper relationship. Now, this all has a message for all of us here. When we ourselves consider ourselves as sinners, consider ourselves as human beings, as ordinary people, God wants to make use of us also. He wants to ensure that in everybody's life, there is something for us to offer. And this is by no coincidence that some of us are talented, we are gifted in many ways. But the question is, what do we do with these gifts? Are we just keeping these talents and gifts, these resources for ourselves, or are we sharing with the world, sharing with people who do not have or who have less than what we have? In these days, it is not difficult to find people in need. It is not difficult to find people who are troubled, people who have worries, anxieties. It is not difficult to find people who are ill, who are sick, who have terminal disease, and what is Christmas all about? The Christmas that we are about to celebrate. If it is just about partying, about having lots of laughter and food, well, that's part of the celebration. But I think Christmas is about sharing. Sharing of the gifts, sharing of the talents, sharing of our own lives. Many a times we talk about loving God, about loving neighbour, but yet we don't want to sacrifice. We don't want to have the inconvenient part. We don't want to lose any tears, any sweat. We want a convenient relationship. But if we look at the two examples, or the example of the life of Mary in today's Annunciation, how does she inspire us? Mary went out of her way, even when she knew that her future would be uncertain, that she would not know what will happen to her if she say yes. She still gave that concern. Taking that risk, having that trust, to know that God will ultimately will good for her. And that is indeed so when we see how, when we trust in Mary, we gain confidence, we gain consolation, especially for those who are troubled and afflicted. There is so much we can pray with Mary because she understands humanity, she understands the problems, she even knows how to celebrate with us when it's time to be joyful. So a companion like that leaves us in good hands. And this is the Christmas gift that we can offer to other people. Our companionship, our friendship, our camaraderie. And it's time for us to say yes, if we are still procrastinating. That in wanting to love God and neighbour, should I give part of myself? Should I not give? How much should I give? Because the theme of love comes with the notion of unconditional 
giving. The love that God has shown us has never been a criteria that you must be a good person, you must be faithful, you must be worthy, and then I'll take you. Notice that Christmas is a time for Christians who are really, really feeling low, feeling sinful, to rejoice. Because God has entered into that emptiness, has entered into that vacuum that we have always felt empty and at a loss to fill us so that we may have life and live to the fullest. So the question is, how do we make this crib empty? How do we allow God to enter? Avoiding, abandoning all distractions in life, all unhealthy emotions, behaviour, thought and deed. And allow this God who wants to give us plentiful redemption, copious of joy to recite in us. Maybe the crib that we have this year can say a little thing and inspire us. We made it very simple. If you look at the crib, it's a total mess. <laughs> Some people think that, uh, until today, you all have not done the crib yet, is it? How come the tyres, the wood, everything doesn't seem to be in place? I said, look carefully. Although these things around the crib are not in place, the Holy Family is in place. They are waiting right there, standing right before and beside the chaos and the mess, waiting to receive the person who goes to them to ask for the divine favour. So how do we avail Jesus, Mary and Joseph? We are privileged as Catholics, as Christians, who have a God who wants to give us life. Many people out there, many things want to take away our life. Wants to make us feel cheated. Wants to take advantage of us. Wants to be over us. Wants to win over us. Wants to bully us. But there's only one kind of God, the loving God, who wants to sacrifice his life for us and give us this grace to be able to overcome all the challenges that we can name in this world. So may we reflect very seriously, especially when we have a few more hours to go before we celebrate Christmas with jubilation, joy, and triumphant. We ask God to continue to give us that spirit to say yes, to say fiat, let it be done according to thy word. So Mary's fiat changed the internal, eternal fate of humankind. And God has used us also to be like Mary, to say yes. And every time we say yes to our vision of mission, our vocation, we conceive Jesus in faith as Mary did. They are love, God is love, and love is the true spirit of Christmas. Oh, Mary, how I call.